SEC championship because yep. Bama would have been the West yep. and then Bama. Yeah, God, that's crazy. I, I've never been so freaking excited ever. Like to welcome everybody to the Coaches in the Mouth Pod. Uh, Coach Jeff Williams here, along with Coach Bray Cook. Got two special guests, our BSN guests this week, Marcus Dannenheyer and Mitch Mothers. Thank Looking for forward to, to this. And uh, well, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate Thanks it. for having us. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about how y'all coming on, and uh, I kind of showed you, you. You just got here, but we, I found a bunch of our old pictures from our recruiting days. Oh, back yeah. in the old uh, high school, that might be a good place to start. Oh, look at this. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, the, remember all these pictures we took? That was glorious. We did the, this is the cop one. The one with us three was what, the bulldozer? Yeah, the mm-hmm. bulldozer, yeah. Did the bulldozer. Um, were you all part of that laser tag thing that we went to? Yes, the fast lanes. Fast lanes. I remember that, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We did some wild little gimmicks back in the day, Coach. <laughs> well, and, and, but y'all, y'all were all over the magazines and all those deals and having, you know, Y'all's group are really one of the first groups, I think, where social media really was mm-hmm. really big then and the magazine parts. Talk to me about this, this outside looking in. You and Mitch grow up in the same town. You grew up wanting to be a bulldog, obviously, because it was just the one school then. But, and I was honored to get to go there and play. It was it was a good time for sure. Well, it was. And, you know, and you're going in 06 and, and it splits and that part of it. You're you're up at Bentonville at, during this time, and you know your your older brother in one he, he cost me a state championship when I was held right or something. Something about you too, Bray, and, and you've cost me too, Mitch, on the way too. But anyway, is you kind of Marcus hit that where it was really taking off at the beginning. I mean, Coach Lunny got there. Uh, you know, the, I believe in the, uh, their first year was old five. Uh, you know, 06, they, they win the conference and the mm-hmm. 07, excuse me, 07 win the conference yeah. and 08, y'all go and win the state championship in that part of, but, and so you're kind of right there at the beginning of the Bentonville really taking off. Talk to me a little bit about that experience at that time. Um, it was, it was pretty awesome to be honest with you. Coach Lunny was, uh, probably one of the best coaches I've ever gotten to coach under. He, uh, kind of changed the culture there a little bit at Bentonville and, uh, you know, we just kind of were, uh, well, shoot, I guess we were just, just right there in the right nick of time, I guess, with the right players and everybody. We had the right kind of skill guys there, and uh, we had some big offensive linemen. Because uh, I remember in 08, we were kind of a big offensive line. We were kind of known as being that up front, pound you, run inside zone type of stuff. And, you know, we just – it was really fun. And uh, he just kind of changed our culture a lot, to be honest with you, and changed how we played football there at Bentonville. It wasn't, you know, you, you at the time y'all were one school. Obviously, it's split now, but you know, just the the size of it. And you, yeah, y'all were known for your offensive lines there, yeah. no no doubt. But uh, get into this part. So, mm-hmm. and, and you you brought up the recruiting part. You guys coming into your your senior year, you know, in high school, you you know, I mean, you were talking off there. People don't know this about Bray. I was coming through, you know, coaching at the time in. University of Oklahoma didn't offer anybody. You know, when Barry Switzer was there, you know, they raided the Arkansas, the state of Arkansas, with Keith Jackson and Eric Mitchell. You guys have no idea. Probably some of those guys are. <laughs> they were really good players. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they didn't – we sent films to them. And when Bob Stoops was there, they wouldn't come over. They didn't even look at Arkansas kids. 
And I remember you were tenth or eleventh grader, yeah. And they offered you, and the only other guy I ever knew during that time was Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's kind of a border deal there in Fort Smith. Yeah. And there's connections, and you got offered by Oklahoma early. Mm-hmm. And let's go. What was your mindset going about that time? And what are you guys thinking also? Because y'all kind of going through the process also. Well, yeah, we'll start, start off. Yeah, we all, we all three went through the whole thing really kind of together. Um, and yeah. then you look at, uh, Kyle Frazier and Brandon Allen, mm-hmm. um, Bowden Stein, uh, Sam Harville was kind of in that group. Yeah. And there was kind of a big chunk of, chunk of us that kind of went through this thing mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah. I was, I was going to go to Oklahoma. Uh, I'll say that right now. I was, I was Boomer Sooner <laughs> all the way. Um, <laughs> I, I was ready to roll. Uh, that, that's so why I went to, we went to a Tulsa team camp and I got an offer from Tulsa. Um, and then after that, I went to the Oklahoma camp and then Auburn. And those were the first three. It's kind of how it, I guess it all started. Um, so that's why Oklahoma was early. But I did go to that camp. I don't know if that has anything to do with Oklahoma coming into, into Arkansas a little bit. But, uh, yeah, no, we did. We kind of all went through this together. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a shock to me when I got my first offer because, you know, I, I thought I sucked. I didn't think I was good enough <laughs> to, to play. I had pretty pretty low self-confidence back then. But it was, it was I think it was uh, it would have been January of twenty. 10, I believe I got my first offer. It was actually Missouri. Missouri offered me first, and then Kentucky, and then Arkansas. So those are my they, – they, those came pretty quick. And Didn't they, Alabama come in on you a little bit too? They did. Yeah, Alabama, um, it was a, kind of when like the teleconference and the face – or uh, like Skype and all that was getting big. So I did a conference with Saban on the – I think it was Skype or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he offered me, and then the next day Malzon called and offered me. So – or Auburn offered, so it was – it was wild because, like I said, it was, it was a shock to me. I wasn't expecting any of that at all. But looking back now, I guess, you know, I was a pretty decent player, I guess. Yeah, you were pretty good. You were pretty good. <laughs> not yeah. bad. I remember your senior year one night. You were real good against the Southside Mavericks <laughs> yeah. or Rebels back then. Uh, yeah, you were a really good player. Marks, talk to us a little bit about um, your recruiting. You're, you're part of it also. Well, I only had one true offer from Arkansas. Um, I got recruited by a lot of other people, but – I just never really got to a chance to get out like in the recruiting process as much because uh, I had a job my senior year and my junior year of like high school. I worked during like the football season on Saturdays and stuff like that. So it was kind of hard to get out and do some of the recruiting process. But I always went to the Arkansas ones because they were right here at home and they offered me on uh, I think it was like the official day that they could offer me mm-hmm. like of my junior year. And I remember talking to Petrino on the phone and just like, sitting there just shaking, my hand shaking because I was so nervous and I'd, uh, I couldn't realize it that my dreams had kind of come true, you know, since I was like five years old, you know, uh, watching my brother play football and all that stuff growing up. So how did yeah. that, because you had your brother going through yeah. it first a little bit. So you could, did you have kind of an idea because we went into this thing blind. I mean. Yeah, I had a good idea kind of going into it a little bit. Um, you know, my brother kind of wanted to let me obviously just, see it for what it is and just experience it all for myself and not give me too much insight and all that stuff. But I definitely just getting to see him go through the recruiting process. I knew about the in-home visits. I knew we'd go on like trips and stuff like that to the campuses and, you know, get to meet the players and get to see the locker room and all that stuff. But the recruiting process was, uh, I guess it was pretty simple for me. I kind of knew where I wanted to go. I Like I remember getting offered and my friends being like, are you kidding me? You got offered by freaking Arkansas? Like, ah, ah, like they were, I mean, excited jumping around. And I was like, well, I think I know where I'm going to go. You know, it, it was right off the bat. I kind of knew. 
And well, uh, and, and that goes into it a little bit with with y'all had to talk. I mean, th- through the process. I mean, <laughs> it was it was it <clears throat> nowadays that you know, it's kids, it's a little more open. You know, where where there was always. If if I'm competing against some, well, you know, we're, let's just throw it out there. I mean, everybody wants to win. Yeah, and they're going to do what it kind of takes. And there, there's kind of a, a information given there. There's kind of a wall. Was there a wall there? I think there's some walls. I yeah, mean, because I there's some walls. you're looking, you know, off the three, you guys are, you know, contending for for conference championships. You know, back then. You know, everybody was really good in the Seth and West, yes. and mm-hmm. it was competitive every week. And you know, in the coaching part of it, it was. Um, we all got along, but I mean, you know, when it kicked off, we wanted to kill each other. Yeah. And it, it was it more like that, or was it more, hey, we're all buddies, we're let's all go to Arkansas, or talk to me about that. I mean, the rival part of it was there walls or not? I remember the high school rivalry part yeah, of that's it. That's for sure, yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, you were both were like the big guy at that school, and it's you know, we got to try and beat the big guy at that school. But when it came down to the actual decision, I don't think there's too much. Conversation. When, when did y'all decide you were going to D of A? Yeah, so um, I was once Arkansas offered. I yeah. I thought I was dead set on Arkansas, and mm-hmm. then all these other offers started coming in, and I was like, you know, I probably keep an open mind. So I started doing visits and mm-hmm. um, visit as many schools as I could um, unofficially because I committed before you, the um, official commit or the official visit season during during the actual season. Um, but that was just cool to go around and see all these different schools. But they just you know, it didn't feel right. It just Arkansas felt right, which is obviously where. But I committed. Um, it was the summer before our senior year, mm-hmm. and I think we had all before the season started. We had all committed already. Yeah. So once once we had all committed, especially our senior year when we'd play each other, it was just kind of that. It was like the the healthy competition, and it's like you said, the walls as well. But then it was almost like we were already in a way teammates almost. At that point, yeah. Because we yeah. knew we were all gonna be able to play football after high school, and it was kind of cool thing about being teammates after. So. Um, and we, you know, line up and shake hands after games. There's just kind of that, just like a, you know, a little, little bit of a bond, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of a unseen bond already. But yeah, yeah. and then and then uh, we went to that Under Armour game together. Yeah, we were uh, we roomed too. Yeah, we roomed together. We're roommates. <laughs> that was wild. I almost forget about that. I know that's such a, a crazy little memory. Um, mm-hmm. Going through this stuff, found the old practice jerseys. And yeah, went to what was Orlando for a week. Was Orlando? Yeah, for a whole week is uh, just after New Year. I think we got there and. It was the. It was, a, it was during New Year. It was during. So it was yeah. the Sugar Bowl uh, with uh-huh. with Ohio State. Played Ohio State. Yeah, I remember watching that because there were a bunch of Ohio State kids there giving uh-huh. us crap all week, and yeah. then we thought we had them. <laughs> we they, they played oh, good. But yeah. I remember watching yeah. that game was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, the one memory I really have from that trip is Javion Clowney was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing defensive end, yep. and where we had free passes to Disney World, I guess every night we went to different parks. Yeah, uh-huh. and I remember he walked up. Um, to, to whoever, whatever the lady was working there who took the fast passes. And at the time, the fast passes wasn't like a for this ride. It was just like a ticket that said fast pass. And he convinced her to give him all those tickets that had fast pass on them. So then we walk around and we have about 200 fast passes. <laughs> and I mean, we are just looping through rides. I mean, Tower of Terror, get off it right back on. And then we're just going, throwing them out to little kids. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jadavion Clowney at the old... Uh, Fast pass. It was a bowl game experience before we knew what a bowl game was. That's it was pretty much what it was. Yeah, it was fun. That's crazy. We were children. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me this: signing day comes. All right, you're all committed to the University of Arkansas. 
You go in early, don't you? Did yep. you go in early? Did any of nope. y'all, y'all no. stay? Yeah, we yeah we didn't go so in. So you go in early. How nervous are you, Bray? A little bit going in. I mean, you're you're you don't even graduate from high school. Yeah, and, you know you're one of the first ones. That's when that was really starting to kids graduate early, getting in early, and that part of it. That was the, the crazy thing with that is how easy it was to for me. I'm not like a huge academic guy. I'll be honest. Uh, all, all, yeah. <laughs> Come on, all I had to do was you had to take your last semester English um, and another semester of math. So I ended up taking uh, college algebra at um, NWAC and comp one at NWAC over the summer, and so that was, that was done in December. But going into it, um, for me, it was just an opportunity. If it, if it would have been anywhere else, I don't think I could have done it. Going outside of, you know, going outside of the state, but being right here from home, had support from the family and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to just go down and, and start spring ball early, and I had no expectations other than it was going to be some extra time to just adjust before season. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, I, I'm glad I did it. I don't think it was a game changer by any means, but it worked out well. Well, good. Are you communicating with these guys at all during this time? I'm sure we were. I think a little I bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we were. Um, I remember talking to Brandon uh, kind of through that. I was talking mm-hmm. to Austin Beck during yeah. that time. Mm. Austin Beck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, big baby. Big yes. baby. <laughs> How's he doing? He's doing good. He calls me every Monday, by the way. Does he really? Yes, every Monday about 6 a.m. Because I'm on my way to work uh, to go do our walkthrough at like 7 in the morning and you know, he always calls me up and asks me what's up. And I love know, Austin. Bay. Obviously, you know he has his he has his sayings and words and phrases that he oh, likes yeah. to use. Oh yeah, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> I need get him on here. Oh yeah, that'd be a good time. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's doing good. His daughter's doing good. And he's living down in Fort Worth, Texas, right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, good for him. Just that is wild. Dream. Yeah, <laughs> that is freaking wild. It's wild that he's a dad. Yes, Papa Beck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could barely take care of himself. And, uh, well, let's go on this. Y'all come on campus on in the fall. Now you're all, you know, you've, you've, you've played against each other. And, and I'm going to get every one of your your favorite high school memory. And it doesn't have to be a win or a game. could be a locker room incident, whatever. And I, I want you to be thinking that. We're going to get that later on. So now you're going in the fall. You're all in the same room now. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the offensive line, you're, you're there. Talk to me about and, and and I know how that is. You go to college and you always kind of gravitate to that guy that you played against a little bit, mm-hmm. or you're, you're from the same area. Just natural. A lot of times, how was the room going into that? You know, talk to me about that experience. Yeah, I mean, I just remember being terrified. You know, and I'm yeah, kind of like what Bray said. I'm glad that I stayed home in Arkansas because even though you know I was only ten miles from home, I was still homesick. So it was good to have that that family support. Yeah. Um, and of course, Bray, we kind of he kind of gave us some pointers because he was still a freshman, but he had kind of a leg up because he had a whole spring there. But it was obviously you're intimidated, um, especially the upperclassmen that you know obviously have playing experience are bigger than you. They've been there three, four, five years. But it was, I mean, it was. I think there was a good camaraderie, especially in the O line room the whole time I was there. Yeah. Just something different about. Uh, Offensive lineman, there's that camaraderie, but it was it was definitely a, a good time. You know, you just hit something right there. You know, offensive line rooms and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can listen to NFL, college football, where even high school football. There's usually not a lot of noise coming out of the offensive line room. You know, you're, you're not getting that. You know, mm-hmm. if they handle, they handle in house. It's you know here. You know, you're not worried about. I'm not getting this ball, or I'm not. You know, this or that. The offensive line room is, is 
it's kind of the judge, jury, and executioner. To be honest with you, it kind of rules yeah. the rules the team. I think yeah. is because it's so. the most steady hand. Not a whole lot of drama. In There's that not drama no. because you you got to work together, and it's it's funny. You 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 can watch ESPN. You never hear problems coming out of the offensive line room mm-hmm. ever. And, no. and, and it's a special room. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's the largest unit that has to work together. Yeah. You know, you have five guys that everyone has to know what they're doing. Exactly. So, uh, and you got to be selfless, too, that's for sure. And we, we had some good dudes in front of us, too. I mean, you look at Swanson and uh, getting us all in line. And, yeah. yeah. Look at him right there. Right there. It braced all that from the university. Still, uh, so. Holding on to it. Got a couple things from the university. The old, uh, the old S back here. We got some yeah. memories in this room. <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> um, do y'all see that article about the night? Uh, Swanson's and I did. Got That's, passed down. Kept getting passed down. That's what, thir- 11 years now. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I remember I was in y'all's house. So. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe it's still in circulation. You remember awesome. that thing? Oh, the night. The night. Yeah. yeah. It's I still being no passed idea. down. Still? Uh, yeah, Richard Davenport wrote an article yeah, about it. Like last week. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. That is funny. We had that, uh, we lived in a six-bedroom house. It was, it was gigantic. Yes, it was massive. It had a hot tub, had a water bed. It was incredible. And we had this, I guess he found a giant statue of a knight and then uh ever since then it just passed down to the next group of offensive linemen that's awesome and it's still rolling still in Fayetteville somewhere which i forgot which player that it's one of the linemen obviously i have it but i can't remember now one. uh i forgot what the article said i don't remember who yeah. has it now either. one of them has obviously yes they, when they, when they, when they get a picture of this. <clears throat> yes uh, we could track it down we'll yeah, track we that thing down. there's a picture on the article oh is there mm-hmm. perfect Yes. We'll send the mouth out on assignment. Yes, mouth out there. Let him go. It's wild. Yeah, Swanson's in town. Swanson, Luke, Sharpen mm-hmm. Uh A lot, a lot of the linemen still live around. Here. Grant Cook. Yeah, Grant. Grant's come to a couple of our games. He comes to one game a year, usually. Uh, he's around. Grant Freeman too. He's still around. Yes, yes, yeah. he is. I saw him at a Prairie Grove game. Maybe he's got a, he's got a, uh, a, a daughter maybe in the district. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but I have seen him around too. Ben Cleveland saw saw him there as well. He was a little, a little older than us. He's one of those Springdale guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Part of that 05 team, yeah. I've got right there, actually, that, that football right there is that 05 uh, Springdale uh, team, signed by all of them. The Wilson one? Yep, Wilson up there. Nice. Right, that's, that's a pretty uh, pretty strong football artifact up there. Mm-hmm. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, they had a big win last <laughs> they time. Did, they man. did, man. They got to Farmington. They got to Farmington last time. I had year. to get that film. Jobs and that part. All right, well, let's go back to this. So, you know, Coach Petrino is 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 there? You guys coming in and all that part of? It. Talk to us your time with him, which uh, that can be interesting. And, and, and you know, you know, coach is one of the the best off it's offensive minds there is around. Uh, uh, you know, I went to a few practices. Coach could voice his opinion every now and then, just like any other coach. But mm-hmm. but talk to about the time there with it was who's there in the White Kanakas Kanakas is the Union. Yes, the man that could. There he goes, run down the run down the field like anybody else I've ever seen before. You know who? I heard a story on him one time. A guy was talking about he would get up in the morning and run. Yep. Yeah. This guy was walking. He said he was scared today. He didn't know what it was. And it was coach running running down. We'd be going to mat drills at like four thirty. We'd be riding on a scooter together. He got hit by a car one morning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, well, talk to us a little bit about that time period. Go ahead. Well, um, I want you to have to edit most of the show out, but <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it was uh, Pedrino. He was in Klonakis. They're both obviously good coaches. Um, they definitely have different coaching styles, and you would think of like most traditional coaches. 
you know, I wouldn't say they're very personable, but they're definitely like like Bray already said or you said. Um, Patrina has a great offensive mind. So Klanakis and uh, Klanakis was he was a good teacher. Um, you know, drawing up plays on the board. He's you know he was good at breaking it down and then you know being able to retain it. So yeah, I mean they were they were good coaches, but not very personable. I understand, yeah. Marcus. Yeah, they were. They, they, yeah, they were definitely hard on you. That's for sure, and they expected. Pretty much perfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember a time when I was a true freshman, true <laughs> freshman, second string, and I was playing like strong guard, and then I switched to quick guard, real, and I messed up on a check, and then he let – I mean, Petrina let me have it at lunch in front of everybody. I mean <laughs> – Oh, yeah, no filter. Yeah, no filter. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, I didn't mess up again, though. I mean, yeah. that's for sure. And <laughs> I think that's a big part of it is you kind of – you understood that. Yeah, you understood. Yeah, this is sure it is what it is, but you're going to win ball games yeah. if you if you follow along. You're yeah. definitely. I'm. You know. I'm. We're all better for it. I think mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't necessarily good at the time. Sure. It wasn't pleasant, but yeah. well, I, I can say this: y- y'all went the game. You know, I'm. I'm just a outside guy looking in. You know, go to practices and go. To, y'all were always prepared. I mean, uh, there's no no doubt about that. You know, as far as scheme part of it. I mean. Uh, and I was following coach when he was at Louisville and they hired him at Arkansas. You know, I was back as a young coach, you know, VHS tapes, you know, wasn't no DVR back then, taping his games when he was at Louisville and they hired him at, at Arkansas. I was excited just to, to learn a lot of his schemes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you were, you know, always prepared in, in that part of it. Well, well, talk to us a little bit. We got in that, that time period, but. There's got to be a couple of stories out there during, during that time. I mean, you, you guys are kind of learning your way early, and you know you're sitting, at, at, you know, coming right in as a freshman second team, and you guys are one snap away. You're, some of you are playing during that time. Talk to me just about that growth period as an offensive lineman. How all three of you, because really all three of you are kind of different type players, and so what was the growth part of it? Your first couple of years there. My my favorite story from talking about Klonakis, uh was um, then and somebody tweeted about it recently. Uh, I think Swanson commented on a tweet talking about uh, an adjustment we made at halftime of the A and M game our freshman year, and uh, it was sort protection. I don't know if y'all remember yeah. Um, yeah. that game. Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so we get out there and we're getting our butts kicked in the first half, and we come out and Klonakis, uh brings us up at halftime, and we install a brand new protection uh, in the locker room. Come out there, and we ran it with every single pass uh, com- combination that we that we called, and it picked up 100% of their blitzes. And that protection adjustment from Klonakis was what won us that A&M game, in my opinion. And I was a freshman at the time, so it could be completely wrong opinion. But uh, I remember I still I think about that all the time, and, and how smart it was, and and that's kind of what you got with Coach K. You know, if he if he told you something and you bought into it, you're going to be successful. He was smart. Yeah. 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 yeah as far as the growth, I mean, you, you started the. Alabama game yeah. was that your first start? Yeah, um, fortunately and unfortunately, I was able to start as a true freshman. Um, I think I, it was the first four games I believe I started. Yeah, that's right. Um, looking back now, I was probably it probably shouldn't have happened. I was pretty unprepared, I think, um, physically and mentally. Then I was at tackle as well, and I was yeah. you know for a tackle in college, I was pretty mm-hmm. pretty small. I mean, even just the schemes, um, I made a lot of mistakes, and which is one of the reasons why I didn't play throughout the season, the rest of the season after the fourth game. And then I got a 
mid-season like high ankle sprain that just like lingered the rest of the season too um, but looking back now it'd probably been better if i've probably redshirted that year um but i mean it is what it is now but it was still it's a good experience it's obviously a good experience but you redshirted the next year yeah i redshirted the next year yep. yeah well how was i mean what are your thoughts looking back on that playing and then, then well the glad i did that as well um because obviously that was the last year that staff was here um sure. 2012 and then bielema came in with Pittman, and i contribute a lot of that to my development um, with Coach Pittman coming in because he's obviously a great teacher as well. Um, but he just what's what was cool about him is he would take each player because everyone has different learning styles, and he would teach it the way that you would learn it because everyone learns differently. But obviously, I contribute my development later on in my career in college to obviously his coaching and teaching. So, well, you, you get that, and let's let's just get into it a little bit. You know that whole. Bob Petrino situation, y'all are right smack dab in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it's well documented, we don't think have to get into all that. But what was the mindset of, the, of you guys? I mean, because y'all got a lot of momentum going into, you know, what just won the, won the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, yep. Yeah. And uh, they're spending the Sugar Bowl. And, and y'all got a lot of momentum. That goes down. Yeah. What, what, you know, y'all remember that team meeting? The when oh, Jeff Long told us that, yes, yeah. it was it was very tense. Yeah, you could cut the cut the air with a knife type situation. Yeah, and, well, we're in the back. I mean, freshman freshman had to sit in the back. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I remember, I just remember uh, because we were what number three in the country that mm-hmm. year. Yeah, it was, it was us, LSU, and Arkansas mm-hmm. or Alabama. Yeah, it was that year. If we would have beat LSU, we would have went to the national championship. You would have skipped the the West, the, the SEC championship because yep. Bama would have been the West, yep. and then. Alabama, yeah, God, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I, I remember the seniors up front being pretty hostile. Yeah, that was wild. I think we were just along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were in the back just watching the show. Yeah, so yeah was, things just happen every year. How yeah. many? We got our we got our first our first taste of uh, kind of the, the business of college yeah. football. So. The grown up world, why things happen, mm-hmm. you know, in, in in that part of. So you know, Coach Balema comes in, Coach Pittman comes in, you mm-hmm. know, which is. You know, his track record as an offensive line coach is, you know, noted throughout the country. Him coming in, Chaney coming in. Uh, Chainsaw. Yes, you got a lot of love <laughs> that guy, man. We got to get him on here, man. Oh, oh, he's yeah. awesome. We'll do that. Is uh, You got to love that guy. That guy's a great storyteller of all time. But anyway, is you've got those guys coming in, you know, probably – Culture wise, mm-hmm. I went to the, some practices. It was a lot different than than when Coach Petrino and his staff was here. Well, t- talk to me about the excitement, or are you kind of hesitant? I mean, just what you've been through, trust wise. You know, as a player, I think, and the coaches, they move on with that trust part pretty quick. You know, mm-hmm. just on on that part. Well, talk to me about that transition, and then how you you hit a little bit about how Coach Pittman had a big influence on your development. Talk to me about Coach Pittman and the development of Coach Beelman and that staff, how that worked. Yeah, I mean, there was both excitement and hesitation. Um, but I just remember, because um, obviously one of the first things Pittman did was call all the guys, all the O-line guys, and it's just right off the bat. It's just somebody's personality I'll obviously know, um, but he's just he just knows how to, to meet you where you're at. Um, it doesn't matter what your background is or where you're from. He's just He's got the knack for it for sure. Um, but once, once I had that initial conversation, obviously um, some inter, um, in-person interactions, you know that that trust factor was obviously there already. 
So Marcus, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Mitch on that. I mean, there was a little hesitation, you know, because you just you don't know. It's kind of like a blank slate, also at the same time. So you're kind of like, well, at least I get a fresh start, you know. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I I really loved Coach Pittman. I think he's an awesome coach, great teacher. He taught me a lot about defense. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, you remember being all those center meetings, Mitch? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, just sitting there and just dissecting the defense, looking at safety caps. I mean, just going through film after film after film and just learning a lot, which I think has helped me as a coach tremendously. So, yeah. Yeah, it just goes back to him just being a, a good teacher. Exactly. And uh, those center meetings he was referring to, all the anyone that was in the center rotation, we'd meet uh, like an hour before actual team or uh, position meetings and just go into a little bit more depth of that week's um, install and um, – you know, the opponent we were playing that week, and we'd break down every single blitz they run and every single play and, um, you know, check we had to that blitz and pass protection run run game. So it was – that was another big part of my development as well, just getting that extra learning. It, it, yeah. it, let's hit on that center part, Mitch, with that. And people don't realize how hard that position is to play. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, everybody, the quarterbacks, you know, they got, they got a lot of stuff going on too. But – Snapping the ball, number one, remembering the snap count. I mean, <laughs> and I played center a little bit, and I forgot it a few times. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows it is snapping the ball. You've got to make all the calls, the protections, you know, the the double teams. It starts with you. All that part, snapping the ball. It's got to be a good snap because your snap so right here could screw up the whole time. So, and it's interesting. He brought the centers in just like you would a quarterback. Early and, and getting those extra parts. Talk to us a little bit, but to our audience, you know that how difficult it is to play center, mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of like defensive linemen nowadays. You know, great centers are hard to find. And 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 for your young viewers out there, if you're an offensive lineman and you can learn how to snap the ball, that yeah. is a huge edge Invaluable. for you yeah. going to the next level. But and I don't want to get off on that. But is talk to our audience about. How difficult, how do you have to that extra time in playing center mm -hmm. by knowing protections and everything that you you gotta know as much or more than the quarterback, and a lot of times the center is correcting the quarterback, nobody even knows it. Right. Um, especially in that style of offense that that we ran then. Um, the center really did direct um all the, the pre play, you know, calling the fronts and uh, spotting the mic depending on what the play was or calling the protection. Um but it also helped um, that you, that every, the two guys on each side of you knew almost just as much as you did, if not more. Um, especially my senior year, I was, you know, Ragnow was right yeah. next to me, and he was also in the center meetings. Um, so it also helped because there's sometimes I would screw up and he would correct um, what I screwed up. So it was also helped that you had guys around you that were just as smart, if not smarter, because you know it obviously made me look better than I was. So. <laughs> But I guess there is an extra factor playing center because obviously you have to snap the ball, um, especially if you're on the road, crowd noise. Then you have to yeah. deal with that, look under your legs or however you um, do the, whatever teams some do different snap counts but um, or different silent counts. But um, you can't hear anything and you're trying to, you know, spot or, you know, even if like a blitz comes, you're trying to check away from the blitz or check to it, depending on what to play. It's a, um, there's definitely an added factor. And then, Especially when you had to pull, that was always interesting to snap yeah. and pull. Yes. So, yes. but it was um, 
it's definitely a fun position for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I think it's the most fun position on the offensive line. But I, I think it's the hardest, besides catching punts, right. I think it's the hardest position in football. Yeah. I think catching a football, a punt from a left footed punter anyway, yeah. is the hardest thing to do in football. But playing center, you know, your quarterback's got you know, issues, but I think playing center is the most difficult place to play in football. I yeah, completely agree. I, I agree. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, at tackle, um, I mean, you, you kept your dang mouth shut until that center told you what we're doing. And that's exactly. kind of – you knew what the play was, but you waited for Mitch to, all right, there's your mic. All right, bet. Now we're, now we're I'm out here. Or, hey, protection, we called Jet. Well, which way are we sliding? Well, we're waiting for Mitch to tell us because I, I ain't making that decision. Well, <laughs> and, and you hit something, too, in all three of it. And, and people – if you know, you're sitting at home watching a game on TV, and, yeah, it's loud, or even you're at the game – Talk to talk to our audience about how loud it is down there, how, and how you prepare with that. There, you know, with the loud music and crowd noise. I know Coach Bielema was real big on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, every coach is, but but the, how you prepared, and there's got to be some funny moments sometimes where you thought this <laughs> happened and it didn't happen. It might not be funny moments at the time, but you look back on it now. Right. Talk to us a little bit about the preparation. Before getting prepared to go into LSU at night, preparing to go into Tuscaloosa or, or Jerry's World. I mean, you can try and prepare. Try. Yeah, I was about you to say, things, there's, there's no, you there's can, no, there there's no replicating that in practice. Yeah. But they, well, I remember what we did in practice. We'd go to the indoor yeah. and they'd get every speaker they had available and they'd just blare yeah. cloud, crowd noise. And it was loud, but I mean, like, it doesn't, it, no. it prepares you slightly, but. That, that game at, at Alabama, you, you, you were starting that our freshman year. Mm. To me, people ask me, was the loudest place you've ever played? Was it LSU or, or Jays? It was that game yeah. at Alabama. Yeah. And maybe because we were young. Um, but no, I remember. We were young, but it was loud. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, we knew it loud was then. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm st- like, Petrino's right where you're at, and he's yelling at me mm-hmm. during pregame warm-ups. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and they're heckling. They're heckling us, you know, oh, calling us fat yes. and ugly yeah. and stuff, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, that's part yeah. of it. Yeah, part of it, yeah. But, yeah, definitely, and like Bray said, probably the, loud, the, the consistently loudest places that we probably played was Alabama and LSU. But mm-hmm. the, probably the single loudest moment was when we went to Knoxville my senior year and they oh, took back sure. the opening kickoff. And that was probably the single loudest moment that I can remember. But I wasn't there for that, but – but then we quieted down pretty game, quick. Yeah, yeah we, they got yeah. quiet pretty quick after that. So That's right. <laughs> Tennessee was real loud. Yes, it was. And they played Rocky Top the whole night. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. It's but ingrained it, in my brain forever. <laughs> well, that's a unique place. Well, talk to, you know, we talked about your early career there at Arkansas. Now, all of a sudden, you all are the veterans. And uh, you're in the leadership role. And, and uh, you all seen a lot of things and had to mature quickly. Talk to us about being homegrown. Now you're in those leadership roles, how much it meant to the pride that you have. And, and, I, and I've heard coaches, and Houston Nuts are real big on this when even when he was here, but and every coach that's ever come through here that has ties is nothing against kids that play for us from out of state, but that Arkansas kid plays a little bit harder on Saturday than everybody else. Talk to us about the pride that you, you – know, you're the veterans. You, you're getting this thing turned around. I, the pride that you have is being from Arkansas, especially in this area, playing together in the same conference, and now you guys are the leaders. Talk to us about that era. I think a big part of that is 
where we fit into the whole our dark time there. Uh, you know, we get there and we're a dang good football team. And we got Travis Swanson, guys like that, who have been in some intense battles and were great leaders and great players. And you have us. And then behind us is the Frank Ragnows, Dan Skippers, yeah. and another group of very talented, very successful O-linemen. Mm-hmm. And then the way our careers went were start on top, a little bit of a divot with that 2012 season. Uh, and then you come back and we start building something kind of pretty cool, Coach Bielema and Coach Pittman. And then, you know, we, or at least my last game was that Texas game. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a very satisfying final game. And I know you all went on and had a very successful next year, too. It's always good to beat Texas. Yes, yes. always great. Especially the last Texas. game you play in college. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, that, to me, that was the coolest part about all of it was um, you had the great leaders, all the success. And then we had to battle our way back up to build something again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was our four or five years there. Yeah. Like you have different thoughts. I mean, yeah, it's obviously, um, which I think we all grew up wanting to be Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously a, a dream come true being able to play in front of, play in that stadium, play in front of the, you know, the home crowd. I mean, it adds a little factor too. You don't, you know, you don't want to embarrass yourself either. You know? yeah, <laughs> kind of sure. gives you a little, little more fire to want to play better, want to play in front of your, you know, your family and your home crowd. So yeah, it's definitely, and, and you're looked at different, you know, you being the homegrown um, players. From especially being really close to Fayetteville, like all, all of us were, um, there's definitely something special about it. Well, and I, I'll take this, and you, you guys have no idea, idea of this, is being a high school coach, and obviously I was coaching in the league, you know, when you guys were playing. But to me on this, and I didn't know you guys personally. I you know, knew you as, as football players and knew you were great men, you know, talking to your coaches and the way y'all did things off the field. But – as a high school coach, even though I didn't coach you, it's pretty cool to look out there and see Mitch Mothers, Bray Cook, or Marcus out there. You know, we coached against you, and we all pull for you. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of, yeah. uh, you know, I'd watch you guys play, and I'd kind of zero in on what you were doing that day. And, and I, I think you guys don't know that, but that goes on more and more. Guys, people that you don't know that are – have some connection with you, you know, they're pulling for you and zero in on in on you and watching your development, how you're doing and kind of hey, how's how's that Bray Cook doing from Harbor coach? Mm-hmm. You know, how you know, how's this you know, those things like that, you have no idea of that, but and and, and it was really a cool time as being a high school coach, seeing a lot of you guys, you know, Brandon was out there, a lot of kids from Fayetteville also, uh we're out there playing. I did not have anybody playing at the time. That's probably why mm-hmm. I, uh, I was probably struggling to get some of you guys at the time. But but long story short is it was cool to see you guys during that era and y'all y'all built them. Well, Bray, let's go to this. Is is each one of you give me one story? You know, just about the group and one time during a high school moment or a college moment or together. Give it. Give me one. Tell me a story. One of my. Uh... I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go to a high school game. This is this is a Brandon Allen thing. So we're we're playing Fayetteville. I think it's the last game of the regular season, maybe. And they had they were they I think they started out in the lead and kept it the whole the whole game. And oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, they're, they're up I by like really well. Yeah, they're they're up by uh, not a lot. Um, 
uh, but they're winning. And, and there's like 14 seconds on the clock. And all game, they would not kick it to Sean, Sean Sierra, uh, our, our, uh, our deep returner. And uh, we score. Or no, I'm sorry. They score again. And they kick off, and they give it right to him. 14 seconds left on the clock. Kid goes straight to his hands. He's our, our best returner. Uh, hadn't caught one all night. And he houses it as time expires uh, to win us the game. And I remember listening on I remember yeah, on the it was radio. one of the coolest moments radio. ever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, so we end up beating beating Fayetteville uh, as time expires. Um, and but I think it hurt us in the bracket. This is my senior year. It screwed the whole thing. Up. The whole thing Don't up. get me going on that. Yeah. I was so <laughs> mad about that. You and us on the same side. It did. Yeah. And and I, I'm looking back at it. You didn't you didn't really want. We didn't that. want to play Bentonville, <laughs> and I don't think Fayetteville did either. And I think they freaking kicked him on purpose. Well, well, it's funny <laughs> you, you you bring that you up. We, we were, yeah, yeah, we were playing Heritage, and I think we brought, we beat y'all earlier that year. Uh-huh. It was y'all, and I'm thinking, and us in Fayetteville just did not match up mm-hmm. well. They beat us in the semi. We just had a problem. We, we actually matched up better with you guys at times than we did. I don't know what it is, but I'm sitting there listening to that game. We're, we played Heritage. We're done a little early. Mm-hmm. Driving back, and they kick it. I'm thinking, good, we're going to get Harbor on our over here with us, and we've had a little success. And they kicked it off and screwed the whole bracket up, yep. and it just messed the whole thing up. And I remember calling Daryl Patton about it, and he started laughing when he wasn't, he wasn't even upset about that. I mean, no. He was upset he lost, but he was like, yeah, we're going to be the fourth seed. We'll see you down there at Thanksgiving. And I was like, golly, we can't get away from these guys. We, we had to go to freaking Bentonville. Yeah, sure yeah. did. And y'all had some battles. <laughs> yeah, you know, they they yeah. stomped us out every time. we. Yeah. There's two teams I've never beaten, Alabama and Bentonville High School. <laughs> still stick to your cross. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the last play. Got the uh, – Pancaked and sacked right in front of your student section. Never forget it. Well, Bentonville. Oh, they didn't let school. you know. Over at Bentonville, they wouldn't let you oh, know about no. that. They, no. they, oh, yeah, yeah, our yeah. student section is kind of ruthless. Yeah, y'all just oh, oh, God, doing yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all had it going on. There's no doubt. Uh, all right, Mitch, talk to us. You know, college moment, high school moment. What you got one. Everybody's got one. Oh, yeah. Um, probably high school or in high school probably would be, um, which we weren't competing for bracket seats or anything like that. You know, we kind of just got what we got. Well, I know, I know your <laughs> but, senior year, y'all rolled down to Fort Smith and gave us all we wanted. We, we, we had a successful week. I mean, we went six games yeah. our senior year, and there was two games we lost by, you know, less than a score. So, um, but it'd probably be homecoming. Um, obviously, it's at home. Um, we were playing Rogers Heritage, and it was a good game all until the – it's tied in the fourth quarter, and we obviously kick a last-minute field goal and win the game. Um, so that was exciting being homecoming, and um, to win a game like that's always fun. And I guess college would have been um, probably – geez, there's a lot. Yeah. Would have been uh, Alabama in Fayetteville remember when we lost by a point. You remember 14, that? 14-13. We, we yeah. about – Yeah, my, my senior year. That would have been my favorite memory. But um, Rainy day that day. Yes. Them, yeah. In the retro uniforms. Yep. And Alabama um, could not catch a punt, and Nick Saban was not happy about it. Fumbled <laughs> on, like, the one-yard line, yep. mm-hmm. and it went to the, the end zone. Yep. Uh, touchback. And then uh, we missed two field goals, I think. Mm-hmm. Gosh. That's frustrating. Yeah, yes. But, anyways. Um, yeah. Would have been. My favorite memory is probably – would have been Auburn uh, my senior year in Fayetteville. Uh, went into overtime, and I remember it was um, – I think it was just one, one, one round of overtime. We had to score to win, obviously. We were the, the second the second team that would be on offense because um, the roles were a little different back then. Um, but I just remember being in the huddle, 
And, you know, obviously being the center, being in the middle, I was able to look. I just looked in everyone's eyes before we ran the play. And I just knew that we were going to win just by the look on everyone's face. And uh, that next play we won. Um, so we, beat, we got to beat Auburn and, and Fayetteville in overtime. So that was that was pretty exciting. That's so, cool. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. I guess in high school, probably the state championship game when we went down there and we beat Brandon Allen, you know, 49 to 28. Yes. Which was, that was probably one of the best, best moments of my high school career, I guess. Um, just winning that with all my friends and stuff like that, that I've been playing football with since I was, you know, eight years old, I guess, you know, in college, uh, I'd have to say when we went down to Ole Miss and we beat them in, I think we went into overtime. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The Hunter Heave. Yeah. The Hunter yeah. Heave one. Hunter that Heave. one was awesome. Oh, 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 oh. That's a big one. I, I've never been so freaking excited ever. Yeah, that was that was I mean, a good one too. Yeah. That was a real good one. But yeah, that was 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. And let's end it with this: is you know, important. Mitch, I'm sitting thinking, you know, you, you, as far as coaching, I mean, you lost a coach in high school. You had a new coach, then you go to college, and you know. The, Situation, Coach Petrino, and that part of it. I mean, you, y'all been. I mean, you, you've you've seen a lot of. You've had to grow up pretty quick and mm-hmm. and, and and see a lot of things. But what is probably most interesting, I put my coach hat on here, is watching what you guys have done after football, and what you you know, every one of you guys here are service giving back to people. You know, Bray, you're, you're head coach at P Ridge. Marks, you're coaching in, 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 in at Bentonville. Mitch, you're a state trooper, and it's a service what you're giving back. And uh, talk to me a little bit how football developed where you're at right now. Yeah, um, you know, we we all played football, I guess, all of our lives until we got into adulthood. Um, and that's the I think the best thing about football is it it prepares you for life, gives you life experience, because um, you have to deal with disappointment, you have to deal with competing, you have to deal with people you don't like, and you have to get along you know with people you don't like. So that's probably probably the best thing football did for me was prepare me for the life ahead, especially being a, a parent and a husband and all that. Yeah. So I'd probably say that's that's probably the single best thing about football. It's like because you got to bring it every day. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no discipline. Yeah, if you, discipline, if, resilience, yeah. toughness, all that good stuff. Showing up on time, you know, just basic life skills that yeah. a lot of people can't grasp nowadays. Like football, you know, right. football prepares you for that. So exactly. Well, Marcus, talk to me, but you know, you're coaching at Bentonville, and you've you've been a part of it, and it's not left your system, obviously, and yeah. but that development, and 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 I think coaching wise, when you've been through the situations that you have. You can relate to those kids a little bit, you know, a lot better yeah. than others can. Yeah, I definitely feel like playing football and doing all the things that we had to go through has definitely helped me as a coach, not only just learning the schemes and stuff, but I mean, just understanding what those kids go through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you've been through that similar process, the two a days, the grind, and, you know, you just really get it. And, you know, you get to encourage them in a way that really helps them be successful and get through all that stuff and become a better man and a better husband and a better, you know, person all in general, you know, which is really exciting. That's cool. All right, Bray. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with him. Um, you know, it's cool to a kill come to you, man, I don't feel good today or this is bothering me today or this is going on. It's like, yeah, 
I know what's going know. on. Like we we understand. Like I, yeah, I was there. I'm not now. It's we were talking earlier. It's been a long time now, but it feels like it was yesterday. And it does. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I understand what you're going through, and I understand what it's going to take to get through it. And I understand what's going to happen when you do come through it. And to me, that's the coolest thing that's come full circle with this football thing. And um, it's really with coaching football has almost, I mean, it's very little to do with actually coaching actual football. And in my opinion, what I've come to kind of figure out, it's about building relationships with with, with these high school kids and uh, relating to what they're going through and pushing them through it. And then, and like at Pea Ridge, you know, our biggest thing is adversity is going to strike and it strikes all the time. And how are you going to react to it? Yeah. And that has been our focus since November of last year. And our kids have bought into it and they're seeing success because of it. And it all comes down from you know, our experience with playing Arkansas. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. And you guys get it. Isn't, isn't it cool, though, when you put the work in and they get to see the success? And then it's discouraging a lot of times mm-hmm. they put the work in. And they might not see it on the scoreboard, but you, you see it as a coach. Yeah. You know them growing as a human being, but also even as a football player. You know, and you guys, I it's a breath of fresh air. You know, because you're a generation below me and seeing the quality of men that are coming out and working mm-hmm. with our kids. And obviously, Mitch, I mean, you're you're working with people day, daily, day to day, and and giving back and appreciate what you do in your profession because that's a a, a, a tough job. Appreciate it. Well, Bray, you got anything else here? We're going to get ready for the hall game here. <laughs> um, Y'all remember when you helped me move in my uh, my freshman year? Do you, you remember uh, I texted all the freshmen? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You got me back for this. That's why I'm just <laughs> – and you, oh yeah, we did get you back. You got me back for it. Yeah. So, so in your eyes, how did that story go? Whenever I uh, asked y'all to help me move back, I thought we were like having like a meeting. <laughs> I thought we were having like a real quick prompt to like we got bamboozled, yes, position meeting, team meeting, or something. I don't know, but and I was like, oh crap, we better better get down there. So get down there. We're helping you move in. Good to be good enough guys just to help you yes. move in. But we had so would. The Walmart, uh, it was the Walmart uh, shareholders shareholders meeting, yeah. yeah. So oh, when yeah. they come to Fayetteville, like all the athletes had to move dorms for like two weeks and you move back. And I had moved all my stuff out. And then, because uh, y'all had just moved in, it's like, hey guys, Petrino's fired up about something. A team meeting at the, uh, like at the quad. Like yeah. y'all needed to come back. He scared us into going yeah. And then they showed up, and sure enough, we had some some loading boxes <laughs> yeah. ready to roll. That's a great team meeting, right? Yes, yeah, so it was team meeting. Got some camaraderie. Uh, but then uh, I had a jeep in college, and the doors and the the, the roof were always off, and I yes. left the roof off one I night. Remember that? Yeah. I remember that jeep. Oh yeah. Well, basically, me and Beck had stored about I don't know. I mean, how much? How many thousands? Thousands of bottles. Like plastic bottles. Oh, it was. It was. I mean, mountains high. I yeah, mean, like a landfill. Like a landfill high, and we it's like over a year. Yeah, you had been playing. Yeah, that. we had done this for months. We had planned this for months, and uh, one time when you were out doing whatever you were doing, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, we had got all a bunch of trash bags, threw all that crap in there, and then Saran wrapped your Jeep up and made sure that you. Yeah, I came home just to a saran wrap jeep full yeah. of bottles to the roof. It was unreal. Couldn't move it. Couldn't do anything. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it, he just had a team meeting. He had an individual meeting instead yeah. of a team. Yeah, individual. <laughs> no, we had, we, had some, we had some good stories. We had a good group. Of, oh, yeah, we had a great group. With. Yeah, we did. The uh, 
some of the stuff I was looking at. I got the union test, got that picture of us. Those things were thick. Yeah, they were. And we, I remember we used to get together at Swanson's house and go That's through them together. That way we never messed up. Any, any WTFs in that one? Oh, I'm sure there's a couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember he used to write those in there. <laughs> we would, uh, no, we'd sit there, Papa Swanson. Hey, what are the answers? What are we doing? What are we doing here, coach? And we, we, so we, he would print the pictures off. You can kind of see it here. And we would have to draw everybody's, yeah. everybody, right? Everybody's yeah. assignment. Yeah. Our package, on everything. Our package for that week against every front and blitz and whatever they showed. Yep. That's awesome. No, this is the real deal. Uh, and we also had to do scouting reports with that too and go do meetings the with them. Individual meetings. Individual meetings on, yeah. on Fridays. Yeah, Friday morning? Yeah, Friday mornings. Yeah. Man. We did a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. Yeah. My, uh, I remember me and Luke, Luke's tags up there, stole from his locker too. Luke and I on Thursdays would be, give each other a hug after practice. Like, man, it's finally, we made it. It's time for a steak and lasagna oh, because the Friday yes. night meal. All the food. Oh, it was mm. so good. That, that's, the, that's the best part of playing college football. Probably so. Is the, the food. food. Yes. The food. Yeah. Yeah. Unlimited, Unlimited, ungodly food. amounts of food. Yeah. <laughs> and delicious. I mean, it's phenomenal. We had steaks, um, fish, pasta cooked to order. Oh, my gosh. It was really good. I mean, that helps you be, you know, th- over 300 pounds, you know, yeah. for sure. Got to be the biggest old line yeah. somehow. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a trouble managing my weight in college. That's for sure. No doubt. Hey, look at these two. Look at these two children. Oh, Lord. Isn't that insane? I was about to say, uh, your beard's, beard's about as old as yeah, yeah, too. But There's some, uh, a couple of pictures of old, uh, old Southside game. I got all sorts of stuff, man. I went through the archives this morning looking at all this stuff. It's crazy. What was this from? Oh, when we played. That's okay. when we played, uh, oh. I would imagine, our senior year. Yeah. Junior, senior year. Because it has the seniors on. Does it? Yeah, I had a lot more seniors than we did. <laughs> September 24th. Yep, getting old, boys. Yep. Yeah, we are. Well, I hope we post those up so everybody else gets to Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll let the people see them. We'll get them up there. Yeah. Well, guys, well, let's, let's end this. And I tell you what, this was a lot of fun. And, and as being an older guy, it's refreshing. Yeah. I mean, just seeing guys going on and, and be successful as you guys have been. And appreciate you guys coming on. I'd like to have you on again. And, and oh, yeah. Bray, talk to our audience a little bit, how to follow the show. and. Yes. Um, so we are on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, we are also on YouTube at Coaches Pod, uh, Coaches in the Mouth Pod. If you search that on, on Twitter, X, YouTube, anything, you'll find us. Um, but yeah, we're promoting everything. If you give us a follow or a subscribe or a like, that means we can keep doing this. Uh, so so please do those three things. Helps out. And uh, hopefully we'll bring some, some more fun content. Yeah. Hit subscribe and like and follow. And guys, appreciate you being on. We'll see you next time. This is Jeff Williams, Bray Cook, uh, our guest Marcus, and, and Mitch. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for see having you me. next Thank time you at the, uh, the Coaches in the Pod. See you next time.